there, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Two Parkies in a Pod. I'm Dave, he's Kew, and between us we've had Parkinson's for over 20 years, so loads of experience there. Yes, hello, and, and thanks for all the lovely feedback from episode one. This time we're talking about Parkinson's symptoms, uh, the worst, the weirdest, and, and the most welcome. I've been perusing the Parkinson's UK website, parkinsons.org.uk, Kewan. It's a minefield, there's loads of symptoms. Oh, there are so many, uh, more than 40, more than 60 in, on some counts, and some you'll probably be familiar with, but others... Uh, probably come as a bit of a surprise. It's, it's much more than the movement disorder, isn't it? It is. Actually, uh, on those more than, more than 40 symptoms, most are actually what, what they call non-motor symptoms. So not to do with your, your movement. And invariably, they're the ones that you, you can't actually see, uh, the hidden sy- symptoms of Parkinson's. There's loads. I mean, you just look at the list. The initial, initial ones could be uh, early symptoms, could be problems with sleep, losing sense of smell, small handwriting, constipation, bladder problems, depression, anxiety, fatigue. It goes on and on and on. It, it does. And, you know, it, it's it, again, it's one of those conditions that affects both the mind and the body. And the average person in the street, when you ask them about Parkinson's, they think about a tremor. But, of course, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more than that. I've done a bit of an unlucky dip. We've put the 63 symptoms we found on, on the internet in this. In this. So, through here, we'll just All right. judge them a bit. A, a bit of an unlucky dip. See, see what we've got, what we haven't got. Go for it. Here we go. First one. Miss up. Not very easy with my parky hands. Ridiculous. I've got facial masking here, which is is they call it hypermimia. I know it's hypermimia because I once once saw a doctor's note about me and they written hypermimia on it. I looked it up and that's what it is, facial masking. There are forty two muscles in the face and if if they're not working properly, it can make you look a bit bizarre, a bit a bit mask like. Um, you've had experience with that, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I call it the Parkinson's face. Uh, there are a lot of different terminology um, in Parkinson's and uh, a lot of them don't mean anything to anybody. But uh, yeah, facial masking or, or Parkinson's face is kind of when you end up with a blank stare. Um, the eyebrows t- tend to be raised, the fixed eyes, the lack of a smile. That, that's happened to you, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was weird, actually. The other day it was, um, I was getting my shopping delivered and uh, the guy... I won't say which supermarket it was, but he parked at the end of the road. And I, I went up to him. I said, I think that shopping's for me. He said, oh, do you want to give me a hand along with it? I said, yeah, please. And then it, I, I turned around and looked at him. And my face was looking a bit parkified. And, and I was walking with a limp. He said, actually, I don't trust you. I said, what? What's going on? So I walked to my house. I thought, that's ridiculous. And, and ended up opening the door to him five minutes later. He had all the shopping. I said, was it, didn't you trust me because I had a limp and my face looked a bit stern? He went, Sorry. I'm sure it was the Parkinson's. I can't prove it was the Parkinson's, but I think it was the Parkinson's. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that kind of must knock your confidence, right? Big time. You, you feel very, you know, I always say you've got to develop rhino hiding in Parkinson's, but that really knocked me for six, yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those symptoms that I find you know, particularly cruel because it, a smile is very much, and, and your general facial expression is, is very much you. It's very much how you're defined. And when you start to lose that, it's you start to lose your, your identity and... Um, you know, I, f- I find that um, quite 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 a difficult thing to deal with. You, it's almost your instant impression of someone when you look at someone looking at stern. The, the, the signals are all wrong, aren't they? Initially, I mean, I'm generally quite smiley by nature, but both sort of inside and out. But people can can mis misread your your your, your expressions and think maybe you you're, you're, you're got an angry look on your face when actually uh, your your intention is is to smile. I don't know if you've tried this, Kieran, but you won't be able to whistle now either. I've lost the ability to whistle. I, I've never really thought about it, to be honest, but... Because uh, your face is so stiff, you can't, can't purse your lip. <laughs> I'm trying it now. 
I, well, I, I was I'm never a great whistler before, <laughs> but I could m- manage a whistle. I, I guess that makes sense. I just uh, I just realised it. Uh, thanks, Dave. <laughs> All right, here's the bell of doom. <laughs> Is it my get, turn? Get another monkey dip out of there. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got here. Um, bladder problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, this probably goes down as under under the weird category, right? Because um, it's one of those symptoms that nobody really tells you about at the beginning. Uh, but in my case, I think in, in many people's cases, actually, um, the need to, to pee all the time, yeah. um, both both day and night. And at night, obviously, that disrupts your sleep. In, in the day, it kind of just disrupts your day. You know, I, I, if I'm going out, I have to kind of plan ahead and think, oh, where, where, where am I going to pee? And this is as, as blokes. So, you know, imagine what it's like for, for, for women. It kind of can really disrupt your, your daily life. Yeah, I think sit down wheeze are a big thing because you need to sit down because you can't control the power of your peak, can you? Yeah, yeah. You sprinkle when you tinkle. It's <laughs> yeah, a great expression. Um, but yeah, there's probably other other symptoms that come under that category of sort of embarrassing symptoms that people probably don't speak enough of. Uh, constipation. I mean, fortunately, I, I don't suffer so much from constipation, but I know a lot of people do and it can be very uncomfortable. Um, and it's, it's very common in Parkinson's. Okay, let's get first of our guests. Let's hear from her. Hi, my name is Annie Booth. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's in April 2015. So my weirdest Parkinson's symptom is dystonia and muscle cramps in my neck, which makes my head turn to the right at random times. Um, It's a bit like having permanent whiplash. Um, The fun side of that is it makes people turn round to see what I'm looking at when actually I'm not looking at anything but they just keep looking to see where I'm looking. Um, My worst Parkinson's symptom is anxiety. I now get anxious about anything that's unfamiliar, from going out with other people where I don't know where I'm going, to this morning's anxiety attack is, why is the cat climbing on the roof and how are they going to get down? Um, And those that know me know that that was never me pre-Parkinson's. On the bright side, my most welcome Parkinson's symptom, or somehow by the magic of Parkinson's, I've refound my creativity and I now write a poetry blog called The Ramblings of a Northern Girl on Medium. This year I'm writing a poem for every week of the year to document what happens. Um, it's called PD and Poetry, so check it out on Medium. There is a good side to Parkinson's. It's, it's fantastic that blog she does because um, there's one called the Parkinson's Rap and it's, it's all the symptoms she feels in one week in, in one sort of poem. It's, it's quite incredible how, how many she got. Yeah, I, I can relate to everything she was saying there. All, all of those symptoms, um, I, I can I can tick off myself. Um, the dystonia, we should probably explain what dystonia is. Yeah. Again, one of those terms that is not, not easily understandable. So dystonia is a type of... Um, muscle contraction it's a, it's a condition by itself but it's also common in parkinson's particularly young onset parkinson's it's a type of muscle contraction um muscle cramping if you like it can be very uncomfortable and painful in, in some cases typically happens in the in the leg the foot the the hand the arm and sometimes the the, the neck uh, as uh, annie was describing there and it kind of it forces your, your your limbs into a particular position that it's difficult to get out of um, and that you know that causes some discomfort. In my case, I get it in my foot and my hand. So in my hand, I've got this sort of claw-like hand where my fingers are curled up, um, and I can 
just about sort of uncurl them, but it takes a bit of effort. So you can imagine that sort of how that affects dexterity and how that could affect uh, daily life. I get in my foot, so my foot sort of turns out. So I walk on the edge of my foot. So I wear trainers out in weird places. And uh, it's quite painful because it throws the rest of your body out. So my hip, my, my, my knee, all thrown out because my, my foot's at an angle. Yeah, m- mine actually turns inward. And in fact, um, it, it, was, it was one of my earliest symptoms, actually. I remember as a kid, my foot was sort of, my left foot was turning inwards and never really thought anything about it. But, um, you know, it turns out it was, uh, it was dystonia. Anxiety is a big thing as well. She talks about anxiety, worrying about the cat and things. Anxiety is a real problem with people with Parkinson's. It, it is, and I think it's misunderstood because most people think about anxiety and, and also depression as sort of a consequence of having a condition, particularly a degenerative condition, and, and sort of having to cope with it. I think the thing to understand is that anxiety and, and issues to do with mood and depression are actually inherent of the condition itself. The same thing that's controlling our movement is also controlling our, our mood and our emotions uh, and the rest of it. So when I have an off period, um, you know, my, my mood lowers and my anxiety increases. Anxiety is really causing problems for me. I, I was having a meal the other night and I was just obsessed with the cooker being on when, when there was nothing in there. So we're having a nice conversation. I say, can we turn the cooker off? Just interrupted the whole thing. I lost the flow of the conversation because I was worried about a cooker being on. So so petty and so stupid. It is, and, and it, it can also stop you doing things as well. You know, sometimes when I when I think ahead, particularly around travel or going somewhere, or, or even to do with my health, for example, I get very anxious, and uh, it's something to to realise that it's related to the condition, or at least it was in my case. And it's one of those symptoms that I never actually associated with Parkinson's until, until I sort of got diagnosed and started learning about the condition and my version of the condition and how much of all the little things in, 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 in life that goes on for me is related to, to, to Parkinson's. And sometimes, sometimes there's a danger of understating that and sometimes there's a danger of overstating that. I find as time goes on, I can relate more and more of my little niggles, not, not saying anxiety is a niggle, but uh, you know what I mean, uh, to, to, to my condition. But by the same token, there's a danger that uh, you associate things like, for example, frequent peeing with, with, uh, with your Parkinson's where, where it could be a sign of other, uh, other conditions as well. There's a thing in sport, they say paralysis by analysis. And sometimes you can get paralysed by, by worrying about the future and, and things that you've got to do. I mean, doing the podcast, you, know, you get anxious about that or, or not that I do, but um, or, or just going out. If you've got, got something on that night, you've got a thing on tomorrow night. You know, there'll, there'll be a lot of people there and it'd be quite, be quite stressful to start with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing about anxiety is it's, it's another example of how the mind and the body are related, particularly in Parkinson's. The more anxious I am, the worse my physical symptoms are. So, for example, my tremor or my dyskinesia, those physical symptoms are more pronounced when I'm anxious um, but flip side again, when I'm when I'm relaxed and feeling less anxious, my, my physical symptoms are, are that much better. Okay, time for our next guest. Hi, I'm Mark, and I was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2019, age 52. My weirdest Parkinson's symptom. This is most definitely the development of my obsessive nature. Not long after I was diagnosed, I started taking medication, and almost immediately, I became obsessed with a daily exercise routine. I had to be out walking every morning at six and I wouldn't go home until I'd reached the recommended daily amount of 10,000 steps. I'd then move on to weight training, boxing, pulling ropes, skipping, press-ups, cycling machine and running machine. 
With the exceptions of meal times, showers and sleeping, I literally didn't stop. However, I quickly got into trouble realising that all my medication was running out due to all this activity and I actually started to feel worse. My Parkinson's nurse had to help me to calm down and work out a controlled, structured day. Three years on and I still struggle to control myself and only recently I've gone through a two-week online shopping obsession. It stopped as quickly as it started and I've now moved on to decorating and DIY again. I've been told this is the medication that does this, but I also think I'm trying to prove to myself that I can still do everything I used to. My worst Parkinson's symptom. This is my sleep issue. Over the last year or so, my sleep has become extremely erratic and on average I get between two to four hours uninterrupted sleep a night. I'm constantly tired and I do try to catch up on my sleep during the day as I know how important this is to your general well-being and management of your daily Parkinson's symptoms. However, because of my obsessive nature, this proves difficult as I'm always thinking I should be on the go. I feel like I'm going around in circles and every day is a battle to achieve a nice balance. Fortunately, I have a very patient and supportive wife and together we are trying to achieve this balance. I'm pleased to say I'm slowly seeing a change for the better. My most welcome Parkinson's symptom. I've become more creative and confident taking on any project around the house. Only recently I've designed and built a large wooden pergola and decking area and installed new fences in the garden. I've installed a new shower room, a complete new kitchen, renewed all the flooring and decorated the house top to bottom. Nothing seems to faze me anymore. I do my research, plan the work and just go for it. It's so rewarding both physically and mentally to know I can still do it. Granted, this is much slower than I used to do it, but I can still do it. The thing is, Mark, can you come around my house and sort it out? Yeah. Uh, compulsive behaviour is, is serious, isn't it? It, it is, and, and it can manifest in, in many different ways. Uh, Mark gave one example, and, it, and he also sort of linked it to his creativity, and he was talking about creativity as well. Um, the way uh, those things manifest for me is that uh, I've started taking loads of photos and, and videos, and you know I love editing them and... Uh, posting them on social media which um was was an alien concept for me until until recently and I, I put it down to parkinson's because the the same thing in our in our in our body in our minds that's controlling our movement and our mood dopamine dopamine is also the the chemical that uh, stimulates creativity so whether it's the condition or or possibly the side effect of the medication it, it stimulates uh, creative tendencies, uh, and, and for me, it's yeah about photos and videos, and uh, beyond that, actually, um, compulsive behaviour as, as well. So I end up taking too many photos and spending too long, uh, sort of doing all the editing and so on. I, I looked at my phone the other day and uh, realised I've taken over a hundred thousand photos of my wow. phone. And I've, I've, I've run out of storage on, on on my devices as well. So that's one example of um, creativity and uh, compulsion. And um, compulsion, yeah, can take other forms as well. Mark touched upon shopping, but uh, also some people get uh, addicted to things like alcohol, to gambling, sex, um, some less pleasant um, addiction, sh- shall we say? I find that I, I, I tend to buy a few things. I buy trainers, which I've, I've got too many pairs of trainers now. Not not ridiculous, not hundreds, but just you know, probably got yeah, ten, my- ten pairs of trainers that I don't need. I've got a few guitars as well. I play a bit of guitar badly, and um, I've got seven guitars in the house, which is ridiculous. I don't need seven guitars, but I've ended up seven. I, 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 can, I know when I'm doing it. I know when I'm, I'm, I'm 
going to make a death purchase and stop myself, but it's certainly there. Well, I mean, that, but that's the important thing to be aware of it because often people aren't. People don't make the connection between the medication they're taking and some of the side effects, particularly about compulsive behaviour. I mean, some some of this behaviour, you know, I was prone to or inclined to prior, but now I can sort of see the the link more more tangibly. And um, I think if you're aware of it, that's one step to sort of controlling it. All right, let's have a, another another unlucky dip. I'm going here. So see what we've got. I've got sense of smell. I've lost my sense of smell. I lost it quite early, and that's that's an early symptom of Parkinson's. Isn't it? It's common, um, and it's again one of those symptoms that. <laughs> If you didn't know, you know, you'd find it quite odd, you know, long before COVID was around, you know, Parkinson's rob, robs people of their sense of smell. Um, for me, I think I've, I've still got my sense of smell and, and, and taste along with it. But uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I, w- I would imagine I, I, could, I could lose either suddenly or gradually and not actually realise it. Um, uh, did you did you know when you lost it? Just really gradually, you know. I, I noticed I couldn't I couldn't smell a pint of beer anymore. Which I love a pint of beer, and uh, that, that was because your, your sense of smell and taste goes at the same time. So I like really strong food now, I like curries and stuff. Where mm. I can really get a sense of the smell and taste. Yeah. But it was, it was, I was at, on, on a thing the other week, and I could smell this woman's perfume, which was amazing. I, 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 just it just came from a moment. I could smell this perfume. It was amazing. I felt quite tearful because I smell smell perfume. I haven't smelled it for years. Ah, oh, that's yeah. nice. Um, there are there are other senses that are affected by Parkinson's as well. So um, your eyes can be impacted. So um, people tend to blink less with with Parkinson's. It, it causes dry eyes um, f- for me anyway. And th- there are other um, aspects of vision that can be affected. And uh, recent research also suggests that hearing can be impacted as well. Amazing. All right, for another one here. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. There you go, kid. We got that. All right. Uh, what we got here? Speech. Um, yeah, so speech can be impacted in, 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 in different ways as well. Um, in my case, um, I find that my speech tends to slow down. Um, it, I sometimes have difficulty finding words, as I'm probably demonstrating right now. In fact, we haven't done this podcast for, for a while, but we did attempt this a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, having an, an off day, uh, as, as is the case sometimes. And I just, the words just weren't coming out, were they? No. Um, so we had sort of, this is sort of take two, as it were. Um, and it, you, you, your speech also um, tends to sort of soften as, soften as well. So one of the reasons that we're doing, doing these podcasts in the morning if you heard Dave and I in the afternoon, we'd sound completely different, yeah, right? Yeah, it tends to stammer a bit as well. We both stammer a little bit, which, you know, you've been doing it a bit today. Not, not Nothing bad, but I, I just do it then as well. Yeah, fortunately, we can edit out some of that stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not as smooth. It doesn't as flow as well as it, as it used to, right? Do you, do you know certain conversations sometimes? You, I've, I've remember a couple of beats off the pace sometimes. You sit at a dinner table and... Um, Everyone's chatting away, and you just you just slightly behind the, the curve of the of the, the, the chat. Yeah, yeah. I always think of this condition as living in slow motion sometimes, both physically, but also things like your your thought process and your speech are also impacted. So um, finding the right words or putting the right um, thought process together is is impacted, and it doesn't happen all the time. But I can notice it particularly again when I'm having an off day or an off period that uh, string a sentence together. Um, you know, can be a bit of a struggle. Okay, it's time for the last of our guests. A quick warning, our next guest talks about choking. Some listeners might might find it a bit disturbing, but I think it's worth including anyway, so have a listen to this. 
Hi, my name is Simon G. And my worst and most frightening PD symptom is my inability to swallow properly. This is recently highlighted on, of all days, my birthday, with having two young children and a dog. Me and the wife never get a chance to go out very often, so so to make up for this, my wife said, well, I'll cook you a, I'll cook you a nice meal and um, we'll have a bottle of champagne and we'll celebrate your 43rd birthday. And obviously, it's a, a massive milestone being 43. Um, so... Favourite meal is always lamb shank with mashed potato with nice onion gravy with uh, lashings of mint sauce. Uh, this was made and we sat on our kitchen island, kids asleep, dog in his, in his basket, toasted my birthday and started eating. Cut a nice piece of lamb off the, off the, off the bone, put it in my mouth and that's when it all went wrong. The piece of lamb got stuck in my mouth and at first, sometimes you, when you have something which might feel a little bit uncomfortable, you might think, ooh, something's not quite right there. So I took a big sort of gulp of water. Literally, nothing happened. The water stayed in my mouth. It didn't go down. I tried to swallow it, and it just wouldn't... It just, just stayed there at the same level. And in fact, it, it sort of freaked me out so much, actually, it spat all over my food. And my wife started looking at me going like, are you all right? And I was sort of like, intimating to her that, that, I, that someone was stuck in my throat. So I was trying to like, cough and bang my chest, trying to loosen it and nothing was happening. Just to give you a, a bit of an idea, I'm about six foot two, about 14 stone, my wife's about five foot six and about seven stone. Tried to give me the hammer manoeuvre, which was like like getting tickled off on a Ken Dodds Diddy Man. Uh, actually made no impact whatsoever. I intimated to her that, that I wanted to go to the neighbours because we're, we're, we're not a little close-knit cul-de-sac where we live. Uh, and she sort of looked at me and she said, you're not going to make it, you need to stay. Which was the first sort of... Realising that I might be in a bit of trouble, so I, I sort of leant over the over the sink, and yeah, she was hitting me on, on the back, and, and nothing was happening. And I cleansed my fish together and made like a like a uh, like a, a double punch motion, and, and sort of said showed her like what she had to do. Um, and this time, um, I was very conscious of the, of the microwave in, in the. Um, in the kitchen, it's, it's funny the things you, you look at because it's the only thing in the kitchen was it has the time. And I could see out of the corner of my eye, and this is about 60 seconds in, and my wife is whacking me, and still nothing's happening. I sort of looked at her and I sort of just rammed my hand on the, on the, on the counter by the sink and give a right thud and just say you have to hit me that hard and after about three or four good wallops and I mean you know good wallops this piece of meat actually came out it shot out of my mouth uh, and we both um, collapsed on the floor not many people get that close to death without dying yeah that was harrowing please please chew your food get some water when you're drinking, make sure your throat's lubricated and try not to eat when you're 
when you're in, in an off period. Quite harrowing, that isn't it? Listen to it's an amazing story and, and told so, so well. It's uh, fortunately I haven't had any problems with my swallowing, but it's, it's not something I've, I've thought about. But that it's made me think. Um, it's also made me think about um, speech and language therapists. I was talking to somebody about this the other day um, because it's all part of the same thing um, and that's part of their discipline so I mean they also deal with aspects of uh, of food and digestion and, and swallowing so if you're having problems I guess try and get yourself referred to one of those I think there's exercise you can do where you, where you practice swallowing and you know like anything if you exercise the muscle it's going to improve it okay we've got another unlucky dip here we go Kuhn your turn is it my turn okay uh, dyskinesia alright um <laughs> So there's Tom, a, Tom Isaacs, the great parky legend from years ago, used to call it Disconegia. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, there's there's a, quite a few kinesias in Parkinson's, aren't there? Uh, kinesia, I, th- I think it's Latin or or maybe Greek for for movement. Uh, dyskinesia is um, extra movement. Um, there's also bradykinesia, which I, I think is is the slow movement and. Uh, well, there's others, but uh, dyskinesia is, is extra movement, and it's not actually a symptom of the condition. It's a uh, side effect of the of the medication, and the way I would describe it, it's kind of like sort of twitching, wriggly movement. If you if you picture like Michael J. Fox, sort of when he's being interviewed yeah. on a chat show, and he's he's sitting in the chair and it squirms, sort of, it squirms, it? and yeah. it's sort of wriggling around. That's that's dyskinesia, and that's effectively you, you're getting sort of too much of that dopamine hit um which happens sometimes after prolonged use of 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 dopamine um and it's a bit of a trade-off uh because you need the dopamine to to get you going to 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 get the movement in the first place but sort of too much of it can can cause that extra movement and i I, you know i've 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 been experiencing dyskinesia uh, recently and it's it's again one of those symptoms that's it's a bit i I probably say it's quite embarrassing as well because um, in a way, a tremor you can kind of explain, or even even hide to a certain degree. But I find that dyskinesia is one of those things that it makes you look very odd, and um, uh, yeah, again, one of those things that probably knocks your confidence a little bit as well. Going again, here we go. Little lucky dip. I've got fatigue here, which is a big thing, isn't it? I, I find my, my energy runs out mid afternoon, and sometimes I have to have a sleep, um, which you know. It feels like it's being lazy, but it's not because you do run out of juice. You, you do. Um, so daytime sleepiness is is a big thing in, in Parkinson's. It happens to me more or less every day, sort of around three, four o'clock in the afternoon. I, I, I'll feel the need for a nap. Um, I, normally, I don't nap because if I if I do nap, I end up sleeping for an hour or two, and then it disrupts my sleep at night. But f- fatigue, um, particularly uh, in Parkinson's, I find probably probably my worst symptoms. Uh, one one of my worst symptoms. Because um, when it hits you, there's there's very little you can do to sort of control it, um, and it happens to me sort of several times a day as I've started to develop on-off periods. Off period being when the medication um, starts to wear off. And I know we talk about Parkinson's being different from day to day, but it's also different hour to hour. And uh, w- w- one of my symptoms when I experience an off period is, is fatigue, and it just stops you doing things. I've got another one here. Let's look. Balls and dizziness. I, I, when I stand up quickly, I tend to feel really dizzy. I think that's part of, part of Parkinson's. You have low blood pressure often, don't you? Yeah, I, I um, I didn't, I didn't know this until recently, and it also explains some, some, some of my sort of experiences in, in my, in my, in my younger days, where um, I would feel, 
I would feel that low blood pressure and, and um, feel slightly dizzy and uh, I've uh, fainted on a couple of occasions actually as a result and I never really knew what that was um, until it was explained to me that low blood pressure and uh, um, particularly when you're standing up, I think they call it postural hypotension, I think it is, um, is, is a big thing in Parkinson's. Didn't you pass out once as well? Yeah, I was, I was in Australia and I walked around um, Uluru and uh, I, I, I sat down, a bit knackered, and drunk enough water, of course, and stood up and I was out like a light. I hit the floor and luckily there was a doctor there who uh, who uh, managed to sort me out and check. I got checked out of the hospital, but, um, you know, I, I was all right in the end. But it's very worrying when you suddenly suddenly pass out when you haven't done it before. Yeah, it's this frightening feeling, um, as is sort of falling more generally. I, I haven't had a fall directly as a result of Parkinson's, but I can feel my balance is impacted. Um and it's one of those things, you know, you, you feel really vulnerable when, when that sort of thing happens to you. I don't know, have you experienced any sort of Im- imbalance or...? Yeah, occasionally I stagger a bit when, when, when I'm, I'm off, you know. My feet, I sort of, my feet go the wrong way, you know, mm. so I put one foot over the other and I lose my balance. Um, I think freezing's a big thing as well in Parkinson's. I haven't had that, but my dad had Parkinson's. And he used to be walking along, suddenly stop. And he, could, he just couldn't move. And it's, yeah. it's a frightening, just like a, a You're stuck, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't happened to me yet. But um, and again, this is, this is not to say this is going to happen to everybody with Parkinson's. The, the, the only two symptoms that um, everybody gets with Parkinson's. Well, do you know, Dave? What, what are the two symptoms that's common to everybody with Parkinson's? Uh, anxiety. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. What are they? Um, one is um, that slowness of movement that you right. were describing, and the second is a rigidity, the stiffness in the body. Right. Um, most people have a tremor, but um, I think it's something like one in four don't. If you hear a bit, 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 bit of banging in the background, it's my dog Ruby. You can say hello, Ruby. She's brilliant for Parkinson's. I recommend if you've got Parkinson's, you borrow my dog because Ruby's brilliant. Gets yeah, me out every day. Yeah, forces you out in the morning, right? Perfect. Every, every yeah. day I'm out for a walk with Ruby. Fantastic. All right, anything else you want to say before we go? The only thing I'd say is when I first when I was first diagnosed, I found all of this a bit daunting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it can be quite demoralising sort of hearing and reading about all these symptoms. But also at the same time, it's in a weird way comforting because the more you know, it kind of gives you some, some peace of mind and it kind of explains things as well. You know, things started to make sense to me when I, when I started learning about uh, symptoms. And I also became a bit more forgiving of myself as well because I always just think, why am I so tired? And you know, and now I realise actually it's it's fatigue and it's not something I can necessarily control. Or I always just think I was quite lazy, but actually it's apathy. And again, that's driven by the condition, not something I can control. So the more I've learnt, the more sort of comfort I take. I've got a great quote here from Michael J. Fox. It says, um, "Don't spend a lot of time imagining the worst case scenario. It really goes down as you imagine it will." And if by some fluke it does, you'll have lived it twice, which is, is the perfect way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good quote. Okay, next time we're talking Parkinson's medication. What, what are we going to be exploring that, Kieran? So much to cover there. Uh, probably as big a topic as symptoms themselves. The pills and thrills, the cocktail of drugs we take every day. If you'd like to drop us a line with your experiences, he's, Kieran is uh, at more than a tremor on Twitter. I'm at Dave Clark TV. You can voice messages on the Anchor app as well, which is quite good. Send us a message, we might play it in the show. Make sure you rate and review this podcast. The more you do that, the more likely we are to continue. So thanks a lot. Thanks, everyone. See you, see you next time. Bye.